0: Well, it is a good day. Thank you for joining us, whether you're in person here today. We've got a lot of people I know watching online as well. We'll probably have some more people watching the service later in the week. Thank you for making this a part of your weekend experience. Uh, We believe it'll be worth it to you. Uh, We always believe that we try to put out a a good service that will be something that will build and add to your life. Uh, If you were tuning in today hoping that our lead pastor Dave was going to be here. I don't blame you. He is fantastic. He does a great job, but today you're stuck with me. My name's Andy. I'm the Connections pastor here at Connect Church, and one of the things that I do uh, under my responsibilities is I oversee the ministry of small groups and kind of build and, and structure those. So today I kind of want to talk to you along those lines and how they fit into the, the spiritual formation plan that you should have for your life. So I wonder if you've ever had one of these experiences, the way I have, where you take two things that don't seem to go together, you've never seen them together, two similar things, but they're different, and you bring them together, and when you do, there's a, an, a magical thing that happens, where it's, it's almost as if the, the whole is greater than the sum of the two parts. Have you ever experienced this? For me, I remember when I was uh, 16 years old, I was on a mission strip, and I tried Nutella with French bread, like French rolls, hard rolls, you know? And you just kind of put it on there. And I've never had this before. I don't even know if I'd had Nutella at that point. But the the cool thing was, like, it was like, wow, like, I haven't lived before this moment. You know, it was just, it was just so revelational to me. And uh, something magical happened in my life. I've never been the same, never been the same since then. Um, But but maybe you've experienced one of these things where you bring two things together. I, I was looking online, doing a little research this week, trying to find some examples of this. And I came across this rather bizarre list of foods that you wouldn't think would go well together, but they actually go swimmingly. Like, they're just so good together. And I thought the list was kind of weird, so I want to present it to you. I'm just going to give you three of the 30 items that were listed. Uh, So let's look at this first one. I'm a peanut butter guy. I love peanut butter on my my toast, on my sandwich. I love peanut butter with bananas, on ice cream. I like peanut butter with a lot of things, but I've never tried this one, and I don't think I will. How about this peanut butter and jelly bean sandwich? Has anyone tried this before? It doesn't look at all appealing to me. I can't say that I'm going to try it. I, I can almost guarantee you, though, here in the next week, somebody is going to text me and say, "Hey, I tried it. It was fantastic." Somebody who's here today, I, I just know it. Um, let's look at another peanut butter combination that you may not think sounds amazing, but somebody thought it sounded amazing. This is a peanut butter and onion sandwich, which. Don't even get me started on the, uh, the issues that the person has who posted this as something that is just so tasty and everyone needs to try it. Um, there's a third combination that I thought was probably grosser than those two uh, combined. I'm a cereal guy, I like pouring, you know, cereal and milk. I, I, you know, it's a good thing, uh, but I, I don't think I'll ever try this. This is Cheetos cereal. Have you ever tried Cheetos cereal? Not, not talking about drinking milk and having Cheetos in the same meal. We're talking about dunking them so that your, your milk is orange and your Cheetos are soggy, right? Totally gross. Somebody out there has severe issues, and I do not want to meet this person because I'm afraid of him or her. But somebody thought that was delicious. So maybe those are some bad examples of some great combinations. Maybe there are some other good ones, though. Let me give you a few examples of ones that I think uh, are are where the, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. This first one is a band, a duo that you may or may not know of, a band called The Civil Wars. One of me and Jess, one of our favorite artists, we listen to them quite often and they're no longer together. But John Paul White and Joy Williams had great solo careers. They're both fantastic songwriters and singers and performers and musicians. And, and they had a good, successful career on their own. But then when they came together for, I don't know, four or five albums, whatever it was, it, magic happened. It's just such a beautiful uh, experience listening to them, seeing them live. And um, so, so Civil Wars is one of those examples of the, the whole being greater than the sum of the parts. Or how about this one? Some of you may remember this. This is gonna take you back just a little bit. Does anyone remember the magic that happened when Run DMC and Aerosmith got together, bringing rap and rock together and creating Walk This Way. Does anyone remember that golden moment, that, that milestone in human history where something special was created out of nothing? It was a special, special thing, and it's something that probably a lot of people didn't ever think would ever work, but it was actually quite good. Or how about this one? Moving on from music into a different arena, uh, what, what a dynamic thing happens when you bring together Ricky Bobby and Cal Naughton Jr., you know, and you bring them together and you've got this amazing thing that happens uh, on the racetrack because they're drafting off one another and they're, they're, they're teammates and they're awesome. But not only that, but the comic genius and the gold that comes when these two comedians are together, both very successful, both very good. But when they're together, it's just next level, right? Now you may or may not agree with me on any of these things, but you would be wrong, um, but but the fact of the matter is that every once in a while, we encounter things where two separate things come together, and they don't seem like they should work together, but they're actually amazing, and we are better for the combination. This morning, I want to talk to you about your spiritual growth plan, and I want to talk to you about the magic that happens when you pair Two different kinds of relationships into your spiritual growth plan and watch how those two things blossom and bring you to deeper and deeper relationships. A couple of weeks ago, Jess and I took our daughter Macy down to Springfield, Missouri, and moved her into her dorm. She's a second year student down there in central Missouri. And she just loves the area. She's uh, So our, our thing was, we were gonna go down there, get her set up, get you know, her moved in and get her some furniture she needed, that kind of thing. Just get her, get her uh, started off right. And while we were down there, um, you know, Macy was just in this mode where she was just really excited to have us experience some of the things that she loved. You know, She's experienced all these cool uh, coffee shops and restaurants and shopping centers and just different areas that she's just really proud of. And she wanted to share those experiences with us. So the whole time... You know, we were following her, and she—we were going to this place and this place, and it was really cool. But the entire time, I was in full-on dad mode. Now, some of you fathers, you may have experienced this before. This is something that I hadn't experienced until Macy went to college because she's my first. But there's that weird time when you're try, trying to transition from relating to your child to now relating to your young adult child. You know what I mean? Your, your kid who's now a young adult, and. And I remember just the whole time we were there, she was showing us all this stuff, and my mind was on things like this. I was just giving her advice after advice after advice, being dad, I was like, hey, don't forget, you gotta get your oil changed in three months, and this is how you do it, and this is how much it should cost, and this is where you need to go. Don't forget, you gotta get your your registration stickers on your license plate, blah, blah. You know, there's just all these advice dad things that I was giving her, and I'm sure it was super annoying, because all of the advice was completely unsolicited. But I just felt like I needed to set her up to succeed. Like as her father, I want her to do well in life. I want her to experience good things and not suffer because I forgot to tell her that she needed to change her oil and now her engine is locked up and whatever. You know, I just needed to make sure I did my part. And so this whole thing took me back to my experience when I moved away to college when I was 18 years old. My family was in central Nebraska, I moved to Minneapolis. This was about a nine hour, about 500 some mile drive. And so they were a long ways away and I was kind of on my own. And I remember in the first couple of weeks, I had to call my mom because I walked in to do my laundry and I didn't know which one was the washer and which one was the dryer. I had never done my laundry before that point. I, had, I didn't know how to run the machines. I didn't know which machine was which. And, and this was back before you could just shoot a quick text or do FaceTime with your mom and show her what you're looking at. This was like a big deal. I had to go back to my room, get my calling card out, spend money, you know what I mean, calling my mom and asking for help. I had to call my dad and ask him about help with setting up my checking account because I'd never done that without him. I had, to call, I had reached out to my RA at one point because I was having trouble with the groceries that I was buying for my dorm room. And I was just stocking up and it was so expensive. And I had to go to him and say, what am I doing wrong? And I'm so thankful that I had all of these people in my life who had walked through these things, who could coach me, who could counsel me, who could help me along because they had had these experiences that I had not yet had. And here I was Growing into maturity. Now I can honestly say that I would have never grown from the immature child to the man that I am today if it wasn't for the influence and the experiences that were shared with me by so many people in my life. Parents, coaches, teachers, RAs, peers, pastors, a lot of people who poured into me to shape me into the person who I am today. And As one of your pastors here at Connect Church, if you call Connect Church your home, if you're, maybe you're visiting here today, and, and we're so glad you're here uh, being with us today, but if you call Connect Church your home, I just want to let you know, I, I think I speak for our entire pastoral team and our spiritual leadership team when I say that we want to see you grow in every area of your life. We want to see you grow as a father, a mother, if you're a parent. We want to see you grow as a spouse. As a business leader, we want to see you grow. As a civic, you know, uh, leader, whatever role you find yourself in, we want to see you grow in those areas. But here's what I really believe about how this happens: I believe that God made us as spiritual beings, which means that at your center and mine is our spirit. And our spirit is where everything else in our life kind of flows out from our spirit. So in other words, the health of your soul, the health of your existence, the health of your experience here on earth is contingent on the health of your your spirit. And so as a a pastor, one of the things that I think about, I pray about, I focus on is development in in, in leading people towards spiritual growth and maturity. So today I wanna talk to you about this idea of growing together, growing together. And if, if there's one thing that you can take with you after you leave here today, if somebody were to ask you by chance and say, hey, what did they talk about at Connect Church? And this is the only thing you remember. This is what I want you to remember. It's right here. It's just a very simple statement. It's this, spiritual growth happens best in the context of community. I wanna say that again just to let it sink in Spiritual growth happens best within the context of community. And so I want to know today, I want to ask you, who do you have in your life who's a part of your spiritual growth? Who do you have that's encouraging you and praying for you and challenging you in this way? Today, we're going to look at Ephesians chapter four, excuse me, and excuse me. And I want to show you uh, that I believe that there are two kinds of relationships that you cannot grow spiritually, spiritually without, okay? I believe that God set it up so that you as a Christian, you as a follower of Jesus, if you would call yourself a follower of Jesus, you cannot be all that you can be unless... You have these two kinds of relationships working together. So let's look at that. Let's start off with looking at the first kind of relationships, and that is you need spiritual leaders in your life. All right, so Ephesians chapter four, Paul is writing to the church in a city called Ephesus And he says this, he's talking about the way the church has been set up and structured. And he says, now these are the gifts that Christ gave the church. Pause right there. These are the gifts. The word gifts means these are intended to be a blessing and to bring benefit to to the church. And God gave them himself. Christ gave these gifts to the church And he goes on and he lists five gifts. He says, they are the the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. This is a way of saying five different roles that are all significant in spiritual formation. The responsibility of these people is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, which is the body of Christ. So in our context, we're talking about Connect Church this morning, just to make this a little more relatable. This might be your, the pastors of, of this church. Spiritual leaders might include pastors. It might include uh, your small group leader. It might include the management team. And here's, here's what I want you to understand. When we talk about spiritual leadership, this might make some of you uncomfortable because you might be thinking that somehow this is like some system of hierarchy or a ranking system that makes one person more important or better or whatever. I'm telling you right now, that is not at all what this is. Spiritual leaders, it, it's, not a, um, it's not any kind of ranking system or anything like that. What this is all about is it's about God has designated for our benefit, different roles to encourage us. Here's what your spiritual leaders do. We think about your spiritual growth the way you think about your business, whatever it is you do, when you go home at night, the things that you think about, I'm telling you right now, Dave is constantly thinking about you. <laughs> he is constantly praying for you. He is constantly thinking about what does what do these people who call Connect Church their home, what do they need to grow? He, that, This is just the way he's wired. This is the way we're wired. We, we're thinking about you. We're praying for you. We're... Um, constantly trying to figure out what does our church people need so that they can grow spiritually so you need people in your life who serve this function and and um And and certain people have dedicated their lives to this, and so you need to find those people. And so here at Connect, uh, that would be a starting place. You know, your pastoral uh, people, the people who serve on the management team, we pray for vision and direction for the church, Uh, people who are leading small groups and classes and things like that. So you need people like that in your lives. But he goes on... And he says this. Why why is this rule so important? He says in verse thirteen, "The work of these people will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature, like immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead." We speak the truth in love, growing in any, every way, more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. So there's two things in this, these verses that I want to draw out that I just think are really insightful and awesome. The first thing is there in verse 15. We just read it a moment ago. Paul says that, um, he says, we will speak the truth in love. Here's what he's saying in that. He's saying that one of the measurements, one of the metrics that is a sign of spiritual maturity is the ability to speak truth in love. Now. Everyone has a personality, everyone has a way of dealing with things. Some people who are listening to this right now online or in, in-house, in uh, maybe speaking the truth is easy for you because you're a blunt, bold person. Sometimes people have called you brash, you know? And, and, and you're somebody who has no problem saying what needs to be said, because that just comes easy for you. That's fine because that's the way you're wired, but I would challenge you, does that boldness and does that truth come across communicating love? If it doesn't, it's a sign that there is growth that is still needed. The other personality is you might be a little more timid. You might be afraid of what people think. You don't want to offend. And so you're, you would rather shy away from the confrontation and not speak the truth at all because you don't want to offend anyone. That's not loving either. <laughs> Sometimes people need to be spoken truth into their lives because we all have growth. And when you see it, so here's, here's one of the things that Paul shows us. When we grow into spiritual maturity, we can speak in a way that is direct, straightforward, addresses the need, but it communicates love. And even to a person who is far different from us, who views the world differently, they can receive it as, one, as a message of love. The other thing that I love from this is where Paul uses the pronoun we instead of you. When he's talking about we need spiritual leaders in those, those verses we just read, he doesn't say you need spiritual leaders. And he says we. And Paul, if you know his story, he was one of the most godly, uh, amazing men of God that, that there have ever been in the history of the world. He wrote half of the New Testament he started so many churches in the early uh, church days, you know, shortly after Jesus' resurrection. He had a, a face-to-face vision experience with Jesus himself. It was miraculous, and there were witnesses of this, so it was inarguable. So there, there were just uh, so many reasons for Paul to be considered a saint above saints. So if anyone had a right to say, I don't need spiritual leadership, it would have been Paul, but he doesn't say that. In fact, as you read Paul's story in the book of Acts and in some of his letters, he talks about the people he answers to, the pe- people like Peter and, and, and other church fathers. They would come together and they would kind of, hey, you're getting off base in this. He'd come back and talk about this more, that kind of thing. It was like accountability. And so I, what I want you to understand is that we all need spiritual leaders. Your pastors have pastors, We have people who check in with us. We have people who ask us tough questions. We have people who pray for us. We have people who are asking us, what are you thinking when you talk about this? You know, this kind of, or or whatever. And, And so we all need spiritual leaders. Every one of us is in this position. But not only do we need spiritual leaders, there's a second group of people that we really desperately need in our lives as well. And we would call them today, spiritual companions okay people who are going to walk beside us in our journey in ephesians chapter 4 verse 16 paul continues and he says he meaning jesus makes the whole body fit together perfectly now if you've read other of Paul's writings, you know that this isn't the first time he talks using this illustration of a human body. He says to the Corinthian church, he says, there, the, the body of Christ is made up of individual members, just like the human body is made up of a nose and ears and eyes and elbows and, you know, and your pancreas and you know, your liver and whatever. And each part plays a part that is vital to the overall health of the entire body. So Paul has talked about this before, but in other uh, contexts, he's only talked about you play your part, and it benefits everyone. Here he makes it a little bit more personal. He says, as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts to grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So here's the difference between the Corinthian body thing and the Ephesian body thing, okay? Okay. Corinthian is just about, you do your part, it makes everyone healthy, but now he's saying, if you do your part, then the person next to you grows from it. It's more individual. It's like, listen, the, the application here is, I need you to play your part, because if you don't play your part, I can't be all that I can be. I've been in small group settings before where somebody who wasn't the leader and wasn't reading from the curriculum it wasn't a planned comment but somebody makes a comment based on what they heard or some observation they've made and it just like it's like a light goes on in my head and i feel like god has shown me something that my eyes were closed to before that moment i've had those experiences and and this was a completely off-the-cuff unplanned remark and I'm aware of the fact that if, if that person hadn't shown up that night and played his part or her part, I wouldn't have grown into that understanding. See, we are dependent on each other playing the part that we play, because what you do helps me to grow, and what I do helps you to grow. So your spiritual companions are people who, um, who are walking alongside you. So... If you want to be the man or woman that God created you to be to the fullest, you need two kinds of relationships in your life. You need to make sure you are, you've got spiritual leaders who are praying for you, support you, love you, think about your spiritual health and, and growth but you also need companions, people who you can call on in a moment where you just need someone to pray with you or, or to, to, to encourage you because you've had a rough week or you need people who are going to say, hey, I've been noticing this thing in your Facebook feed and I'm kind of wondering, what's going on, man? You seem kind of you know, angry. <laughs> you know? And they can call you out on that in love, truth in love, remember? And, um, and, and it can work to help us grow together. So some of you are here, here this morning, and some of you are watching online, and yeah, you've submitted to one style of this, you know, spiritual, the, the, the relationships. Maybe, you know, if I were to say, who do you have in your life who's helping you to grow? Your answer would be, well, Dave Jane, duh. And I would say, that's a great start, but who else have you got? Because Dave Jane, as great as he is as a lead pastor, he's not, he was not created by God to be your, you know, to be um the source of all of your spiritual growth and development. You need people around you, and I would ask, who are those people? Don't forget what we said a little bit ago. Spiritual growth happens best in the context of community. So I want to ask you again, who do you have in your life who's thinking for you, thinking about you, praying for you, uh, you know, challenging you when you need challenged? And keep in mind that that those relationships need to be a two way street. You know what I mean? Like, like, The part that you play in my spiritual growth is just as important as the part I play in yours. So what part are you playing in the people around you? So here at Connect we have this, this environment that we've created called Connect Groups. It's, it's something that, that we've done which is intended to join people together in an environment where it's all about relationship and it's all about spiritual development and growth. And we would encourage everyone at Connect Church, whether it's a formal organized group that we've put together or if it's just something that you do with a group of friends, but you've got to be intentional about the point of it. It can't just be social. You've got to have uh, moments where you check in with each other and say, Is everyone okay? Does anyone need prayer? does anyone need support for anything? You've got to have that because otherwise it, it, it just grows into being another social um, get-together, which is fine, but it's not all it can be. So here at Connect Church, we encourage people to be in groups. We've got a group for you. If, if you're one of these people who is maybe brand new to faith and maybe you're, you, you've been coming to church for a while and you would consider yourself a believer in Jesus, but you don't really know what any of this is all about, or maybe you're just kind of exploring faith altogether and you've never really figured out what, what is the Bible all about, and how did it come together, and, and uh, why did Jesus die on a cross, and you know things like this. If, if you're in that camp, we have a group for you called Alpha. It's a great place to start if you're exploring faith. If you're new to Connect Church and you've been a follower of Jesus for a while and you already have some of those answers figured out that we cover in Alpha, uh, but you just need to make connections with people and develop some friendships. We have a group called First Step, which is a a great place where people kind of come together and uh, it's a short six-week commitment where you learn what groups here are all about and then maybe if things go well, you continue on as a group beyond that. We've got another opportunity called Rooted. Taylor talked about it a moment ago, and you saw the video. It's a transformational experience where if you've been walking with Jesus for a while, but you feel a little dry, or maybe you've been trying to figure out, how do I develop spiritual habits? uh, One of the emphasis of Rooted class is that we we, uh, develop the seven rhythms of a healthy, thriving Christian experience. And so that one's available to you. We have a group for people who are... um, who have been gone through a divorce, or maybe you're try, trying to navigate the dynamics of a blended family or single parenting? We have a group for you. We have a group for people whose uh, finances are messed up, and maybe you've got a lot of debt or you haven't figured out how to save. We've got a class, a group for you called Financial Peace. We've got groups for men. We've got groups for women. We've got groups uh, uh, that are based on Bible studies. You know, just just focusing on maybe one particular book of the Bible. We've got many groups where people just say, hey, we've got a group of friends. We're just gonna get together on Monday nights, let's say, and we're gonna talk about the message from the previous Sunday, and then we're gonna pray together. We have a whole bunch of those groups as well. So I wanna ask you again this morning, like, who are those people for you? And if you don't have an answer, I, I think this might be a little bit of a wake-up call. It's time to answer that question. Don't sit around... Don't wait for somebody to come up and invite you, but start asking God, like, which group or who should I form a group with or whatever. But it's time to take that next step in your spiritual journey. Because I'm telling you, God set it up so that you cannot be all that you can be without both spiritual leadership and spiritual companionship working together to grow you into the person he made you to be. If you're wanting to get involved uh, you can go to our website. There's uh, connectwashington.org/groups is a great place to start. You'll see some questions that will guide you uh, to to a, the best kind of group for you based on where you're at, and then you can see some of the options and some of the details. We've also got these little booklets that are out at the welcome desk. It's just uh, encouraging you to find your group. There's some questions in here like you know where are you at in life, and then it kind of helps you to understand which kind of group might be best. You can also sign up right there um, and leave this at at the welcome desk. So if you have any questions about that, you can certainly reach out to me or uh, ask some folks at the welcome desk here today and they'll reach out to me and I can follow up with you. But I would love for us to see more people take this step because I think it's a really important step in your spiritual journey. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, thank you so much for calling us into relationship. And thank you for the amazing invitation that we have to live a life that is connected to the God who created this entire universe. So Lord, I know that there might be people here in the house today or people online who are watching and they wouldn't even know for sure if they're a follower of Jesus. Father, I just pray that they would first of all recognize that that's where this whole thing starts. Lord, that their, their center, for their spiritual center to be healthy, they have to start with a relationship with Jesus. And so I pray, God, that even in this moment, in the quiet of this moment, they would recognize their need for you. And Lord, that they would, even if they don't understand all of what it means, they would just call out to you in a simple prayer, saying, Jesus, I need you. Be, be in the middle of my life. And then, Lord, I pray for the people who are here who are followers of Jesus. I pray that they would take that step it 's a necessary step for spiritual growth and formation. I pray, Lord, that that you would guide them to the right relationships where they can develop friendships and um, some of the lifelong you know relationships that will be ones that they can look back on and thank God for. And let this just be one of the milestones in their spiritual journey where they look back and they say, man, that was an important day where we made that decision to partner up with uh, some companions to go through this journey with. So Lord, give us all clarity on what we are to do and give people the courage to take that step and not be timid in this way. In Jesus' name, amen.